Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. I'm Nathan Rouse. I'm Dave Burrows. I'm not sure why I said it like that. <laughs> that's, very, that's very slick. Um, today we're joined by the man, the myth, the moustache. Okay. <laughs> A gentleman. We're, we're going to have to tell you about the train journey last week with the moustache. Um, we'll come back to that. Was that the moustache went separately? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a man who spent 12 years serving the congregation and the good Lord at a Shropshire church before stepping down from his role to focus on his business, a gin distillery. Although, I think this is all it. That's the top of my water. Um, although it's more than gin, and we'll talk about that. Um, we always knew that the church and booze would go well together. <laughs> we are delighted to be joined by Sean Ward of Wardington's Original, the makers of Ludlow Gin and a sea of other fine drinks and spirits. Sean, there's only one place to start. Um, we've seen this moustache yeah, for quite some time. Is especially now you've, you've we've seen this gorgeous moustache. I know. <laughs> it must. I mean, it must take some looking after. Give oh. us the, how long have you had it? Give us a, give us a little bit of the story. Well, the story of the moustache is fun. It's funny. We'll get on to the story that happened last week. Tom, <laughs> who sat next to my right, is our latest uh, addition to Ludlow Gin. We were in Manchester doing some uh, wrecking work with another distillery, and uh, he has, he said to me, "Are you going to keep the moustache?" And I said, "Just see what happens today." <laughs> <laughs> During the course of the day, and it was amazing. I think we ended up two all, didn't it? Two In really avid bets. fans, members of the public who just walk up to me and want to talk about my moustache to me. Do they um, want? Do they want to stroke it? Do you get? Yeah, going, can I? Yeah, can I stroke it? Is, yeah, it's got. I had. Uh, let's say it was pre-COVID. I was at a gin, a kind of alcohol show in Hereford, and a group of girls came up. One was giggling, and she said, "Can I touch it?" And I said, "You can do." And she the said, "She said, <laughs> she said that's very soft." And uh, she, she said, "I bet your girlfriend likes that." I said, "Yeah, my husband does too." <laughs> <laughs> uh, her face was priceless. Yeah, Mustache. I'm not into uh, caring for it. Um, there have been three keepers of the mustache, as I like to call them. Um, Liam was the creator of the mustache. I used to have a huge beard, right. like Noah, like, or Moses. We had beard. this discussion before you came in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I said, I'm no, sure I've seen a photo yeah. of you no, with a beard. Yeah, no, I had a bit of like a huge beard. And then uh, I went to have my haircut in Longhorn Barbers, which is an institution in Hereford. And Liam, who is absolutely great, um, just said, I'm gonna cut your beard off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, you're gonna have a mustache and i'm like okay isn't um, it normally the other way around don't you normally go and go this is what i want doing yeah but sometimes you just have to trust people don't you right, trust okay. the process yeah trust the process and he's <laughs> he's really cool it's a really cool place so he was the creator of the mustache and i can't remember when that was but it was certainly just before ludlow gin i found a picture of myself at ludlow spring food festival actually right, okay. when i'd had the idea for yeah it must have been about that time about six months before right, i guess okay. and now i can't get rid of it and then no, you can't. so his, Trade yeah. now, no. his boss has had a bit of a trim of it after covid i just didn't really look off look after it during covid i just shaved and my it beard. is brushed it is brushed you do you know like one brush this morning really it's good i'll tell you what's in it and then i was at a party <laughs> I was at a party recently in London, a, mate, a schoolmate of mine, she's a pretty famous comedian these days, uh, Jade Adams wow. on the BBC, she's just filming her first series, she's done stuff with Amazon last year, she's absolutely amazing. Oh, so I went to a birthday party in London and these uh, two gorgeous guys came up and they were like, oh darling, we need to cut your moustache. And they're hairdressers for BBC Strictly. 
Uh, and so oh, wow. I went in a couple of weeks later. There was somebody really famous sat next to me, but I'm crap with famous people. Yeah, okay. And she was like, uh, oh, you're Jade's you. friend, aren't you? And I'm like, I've got no idea who you are. He kind of shaped it for the first time. So he kind of undercut it. Yeah, in I quite terms. like the undercut. So I don't really understand what that means, but that's what it yeah. is. But here's a, here's a little interesting fact. Do you remember they, or you won't remember them, but have you ever seen those little weather barometer things where it's a little man and a little woman in a house and so they're made of cardboard who are victorian as we're in victorian okay. ironbridge yeah, yeah. and the man would come out, of, out yeah or the woman out. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. it's bad weather or good weather yeah. or do you know what controls them coming out of the houses blonde hair really? yeah blonde hair a kind of twist of blonde long blonde hair right. and blonde hair responds to the weather really oh. yeah so my mustache is a nightmare because you're, you're if walking barometer yeah i am if it's if it's damp out right okay. I, it's just like everywhere <laughs> i wake up in the morning and it's everywhere oh, i love it yeah whereas if it's a nice dry day everything's fine you know like weave a man and a woman into each side but <laughs> <laughs> i love the so, fact that you're you're convinced about obviously it's allure but yet you're still going through the day going right let's see let's keep score who likes it who doesn't like oh it's, it? it's hilarious yeah so i have oh, in terms of i think you asked what i put i put one thing in it okay it's empire beard, beard balm yeah it's made by uh, a little company in brighton and it, i don't know why it's just lovely it smells it? lovely yeah. it's it's just the perfect consistency and that's what goes in get some free stuff yeah. if i'm doing a photo shoot or we're doing something where I'm going to be in front of somebody that where it matters. Yeah, I'll stick a little bit of hair lacquer on my fingers nice. and just okay. keep it. But yeah. it is totally natural. But the size of it, so obviously because why? Know, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, the Dick Strawbridge <laughs> element of it kind of go, that's you. You control that. Not you, really. No. Just, it just, I'm blessed. God, brother. we're here talking about, we're going to supposed to be talking yeah. about gin and we're no. talking about how you've crafted, well, well, yeah. how you've crafted well, the most amazing that's, that's all for the podcast. Uh, so so last, we'll tell, you, we'll tell you the story of the train. Last week we went to Manchester and it was hilarious because I think, I can't remember when the two, oh, there were the two people that got, yeah, we finished our day. It'd been a really heavy day. We'd gone up to see Manchester Distillery, which is a great place. If you haven't been there, go mm. visit. Okay. You've got great gin score, all sorts of great things going on. Seb started his gin company two years before me. He was really helpful to me when we scaled to okay. do the craft gin club. Yeah, okay. So he really helped me do that. And so we went up to see his gin score. Yeah. And we had a few drinks, got back to the train. The train was absolutely packed, as only it can be in yeah, the UK yeah, these days. Yeah. So we got to the kind of vestibule at the end of the train and I said to one of the guys, oh, can you just move over so can we can get down into the carriage and bang, he lost it. The moustache, he couldn't cope. He just wanted to fight. Bang, really, just yeah. literally, wasn't the red mist was insane. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, nice here question. we go. And I was yeah, just like, yeah. I was just asking, can I get by? Yeah. So I got by, got into the train. Then clearly there were people who couldn't get on the train and that's pretty grim. And you're stood in the train and then they're outside yeah, yeah. being very upset. And one particular woman was very upset. You're not flicking the bees, you're not laughing. And no, not, I'm no, just no. Stood there doing my normal thing. I'm surrounded by football fans who yeah. are going, yeah. you know, and uh, she picked me out of the crowd. Right, okay. Picked me out of the crowd, pointed at me, and started banging on the window. You, mm. you, this is your fault. And <laughs> it was amazing. And everybody wow. then starts kicking off either side of me, going, Oh, mustache man's in for it. Mustache <laughs> man's in for it. <laughs> so this is this. And then the police come along and they're stood next to her and she's pointing me out and they're like making mental notes. And then they're walking along to the end of the train to get on to take me off. And I'm like, what? Just because I've got a mustache, this is crazy. You're joking. And then with that, we've been waiting for 20 minutes. The doors close and off we go and we leave them all behind. But then there's a bunch of Norwegians, aren't there? We all get Chang. 
Norwegians are like so handsome, it's unreal. Yes, it's like beautiful. Yeah, annoying. And one of them just looks like he's dropped from the lap of the gods. He gets up, he's like, I can't do the accent. Go on, so cool. go on, like, do it. I love your mustache, man. Nice. Like this. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. Jamaican. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah Christ, Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> sure. I was like, Jamaican. Jamaican. Why do you it was going to be fine until you put them. This is amazing. Okay. I turned to Tom, I was like, okay, so we're 2 1 now. Right. And as we went to get off the train, we then walked past a load of other football fans, and the guy goes, great moustache buddy yeah, really great moustache and they just love it it's, well, it's really not a halfway house is it it's not a halfway house no you've got to be committed yeah but yeah. the fact that it takes another additional two spaces on the train is why the woman was probably yep. annoyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it. yeah so it's, it's staying it's staying because it's it is part of the it is part of the kind of i don't know the whole people like a personality and i think Absolutely. that's that's what makes our brand different is, is that we have people and personality behind what we do. We're not just some, you know, no. bottle with a label on it. Yeah, of course. And it's a reminder, I guess, when people meet you. I mean, I remember bumping into you at Malden Show and um, saw the moustache before you. And I, <laughs> but I think that's really, that's a great connector. That's something that, you know, it yeah. stands out on your social pictures. It's it's part of the brand. It's, it's your story. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Now the back questions are for you. We've got, we're really slick at this. Good, yeah, we're, we're, good so, opening well, question. I told you I wasn't going to stick to this. Oh, we're not now you're making me okay. ask one of the no, questions. Don't have to do what you like. Should we get on to gin? Let's talk no, about gin. Oh no, let's, no. Oh now you're going. Yeah, let's talk about gin. Well, you may be. So uh, it says here. Um, no, it doesn't. So the distillery. Where did where did that idea come from? What made you sort of go in that direction? Working um, in the church, I swear, yeah, I absolutely swear, it must drive you to business. <laughs> yeah, it does, and and I think, I mean, it's interesting because I, I, so I grew up on a council estate in Bristol. Mum was widowed when I was one, and uh, she was always working because she had to. Um, so she never really had less than three jobs. She worked in the on trade. Her friend, one of her best friends, owned a pub. So yeah. she went to work behind the bar because that meant I could either sleep upstairs or I could go to my neighbours, and so pub life became part of our life and it was and a great grew up on coke and crisps yeah well, i was telling tom this week about what pub life used to be like i mean i can't even remember we didn't open till 12 o'clock we closed at 3 30 and then we opened again at seven or something yeah, yeah. you know and sundays it was 12 to 3 and it was packed because you yeah, couldn't yeah. buy alcohol in the shops yeah, yeah. Okay. and there were no shops open no so, threshers then you no know, and life was life was interesting mom uh, mom always wanted to be a licensee never got the opportunity because she was a widow on her own um but people came into the pubs that she worked in because of her right okay. she was a huge personality and a big smile and then she she ran the kind of she cooked in those in two pubs as well so people came for her food it was all about okay. we'll go to jackie's for lunch we'll go to jackie's and do this and so so that was a kind of seed in my mind I brand without being a brand as yeah it were, definitely you know, definitely right? yeah yeah, yeah. really really interesting it. and people yeah. if you talk to my friends they will there were two, you know, like my school dinner there was three times bigger than everyone else because mum would pack stuff for me to share so you know i usually go to school with like 40 sausage rolls or something you know whatever it was you know so she okay. she had a real sense of, of of warmth and so i think that was kind of in the background anyway i ended up joining the church choir because there was nothing else to do okay. on a sunday i got in mum took me to a carol service i don't know why she wasn't a churchgoer okay her mother had been very much so um, but she took me to carol service and it was instant. I just wanted to be in the choir. I went up to the priest afterwards, begged to join. I was about six and a half and I never looked right back really. I noticed your collar's up. I don't know if that's a habit from the yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a habit. So basically I, I 
then got obsessed with, I sat opposite the, uh, this pipe organ and I thought, this is incredible. What is this beast of a thing? And eventually I got, I taught myself to play a bit. I got caught breaking into the organ. The organist said, we need to give you lessons. I got a scholarship. I got myself to university. I realized it was my way out of the council okay. state. Yeah. And I, I just didn't want to stay in that thing. Also, I was, I was, you know, I was struggling with the idea that I was gay yeah. and I needed to move out of my working class. They, they couldn't have coped. It was mm. white working class Bristol. It was yeah, very difficult. So that was that really. What year are we talking? What 19, year are we talking? 1996, 97. Okay. So, you know, Freddie Mercury dying. Yeah, okay. Everybody talking about it. Right. Everybody saying, I can't believe he's gay. You know, that's what people around me were talking about. And like, so there were some clues. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The so being one of them. I kind of got myself to university and realized that organ playing, choir training could be a career for okay. me. So I did that. And of course, lots of gin in the Church of England. Probably people don't know that. Yeah, Just tons exactly. of gin drinking. So really? gin drinking. And then also going out, uh, gay pubs, gay clubs, Huddersfield, Manchester, that whole kind of northern scene. That's where I went to university. Yeah. And so gin was always a big part of my life. Wow. That was the Bombay Sapphire days. Can you remember? Bombay, Sapphire, my, my, yeah. my, what, still to this day, my wife's favourite, one of my, my favourite. And Ophir, is it? Because they're quite yeah, similar. Yeah, but Ophir is a new thing. Right, okay. Bombay Sapphire, I mean, Bombay Sapphire was the first kind of craft gym. Yeah, it was had, like the first one that wasn't Gordon's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It and like, we all kept the bottles. We yeah, all had them the in the bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. Love the bottles. We yeah, had candles in them. You got it. So that was, I think it was always there as a theme. And then I ended up, I met my partner who's organist of Hereford Cathedral. He's just about to celebrate 25 years there. Wow. Uh, we, I eventually moved there. Uh, I went to work for an architect's practice. Gosh, my life crazy. Um, did all sorts of things. The job at Ludlow came up and I ended up being organist there and clerk of work. So yeah. masterminded the restoration of the building. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. Did a lot of time, long time there, 12 years. Did my bit and thought, I've got to do something else. I love all this, but why am I doing all of this entrepreneurial stuff and not really getting anything yeah, out of it myself. Yeah, a fixed environment. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just started to think about doing other stuff. I dabbled in uh, in the piano world for a bit. I had a friend who had a piano factory and he was really kind to me and said, come and work for me a day a week and okay. just dabble and see. And I thought, oh, I could do this. You know, I've got a taste of a business. I've got that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. done crazy stuff. And, and St. Lawrence's Ludlow was, you know, a huge tourism venue. So my whole life was inventing ways of bringing money. Right, okay. And so I was always, always, always in that sphere. I'd been following a gin distiller uh, called Rupert Conquer Gin in Dorset on Instagram. He'd been a surveyor. We had a nice. similar story. Similar and I'd watched him, I'd watched him buy his first deal, sell his car to start his business with his wife. It was all in the back of my head. Hadn't put two and two together. We were on holiday, pretty knackered after Christmas. It was New Year. Went on a run, 10K run. That was on December the 20... No, it was about December the 30th. Two days before, I'd had a dinner with my in-laws. My sister-in-law, she shoved a bit of apple brandy under my nose and said, oh, my neighbours made this. Quick as a flash, she looked at me and went, you could do this. Right, okay. Didn't think about it at all. Yeah. Went for a run two days later and just had a eureka moment. I ran past a gin distillery and thought... <gasps> Nobody's made Ludlow gin. How the hell do I make gin? I need to make Ludlow gin. And that was the, there's a picture of me I kept when I got back from that run. That was, that was the moment. And within, I wrote to Rupert, I asked him 10 questions. He wrote back, amazing. And uh, within two weeks, I'd applied for a license. 
within six weeks, I'd made my first gin and decided I was going for it. So it really was just a, right, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. And I mean, once I've set my mind on stuff, because, you know, when you grow up where you, you're starved of opportunity because yeah. you don't have money or you're not yeah. exposed to a good education, yeah. you've got two choices to make. You either you thrive or die is my motto. You either just sit on your laurels and do nothing and smoke weed or whatever these kids yeah, do these yeah, days yeah. or you think right i'm going to break through so every time somebody says to me you can't do that right, okay. i'm just like i'm going to smash it because that's what i want to do so wonder, where's that drive though where is that is that uh, is hunger. that I just, is any of it spiritual is it you're working in spirits and having had uh, you know your <laughs> church background <laughs> well yeah, yeah, exactly. that. So, that. yeah just nicely, literally just nicely. came to me um, um i i i I, I, mean, I struggled with the church and I mean it's all chaotic in the church at the moment yeah probably I don't know whether people are reading what's going on but there's this great debate about gay marriage who yeah, yeah, cares yeah. who yeah. cares so after 20 years I just thought you know what I don't believe in God it's all a construction I'm over it yeah. I don't feel angry no. I'm just quite happy to say I've done that bit it's time to let yeah. go of it and embrace a new life really so yeah. so I think it, it's just a kind of hunger to I don't know I don't, I really enjoy creating something. I really enjoy creating something that you can taste. I really enjoy creating something that you experience visually. So all of those parts come together in what we do in gin. It's not yeah. just the gin, okay. you know, and the, I feel the same way about whiskey or about eau de vies or whatever we make. Okay. It's just a really interesting alchemy to create something from nothing. Yeah. And then to talk passionately with people about what we do. Is your mum still around? No, she's, uh, it's really it's sad. She died 11 years ago and I just wish she could have seen. I mean, she would have, the day I did my personal license, I just thought she would have, she would have, right. I told you you would, you know, because yeah. I, I kind of, I really struggled as a working class boy, just kind of, I felt a bit angry with her really, you know, because she, it just wasn't her fault. She had no opportunity yeah, at yeah. all. So yeah. I think it would have been really funny for her to have seen this, you know, <laughs> yeah. after all these years. Well, why the bloody hell did you go to music college, you know? And all that sort of <laughs> and you wasted all that money. I can't do her acting anymore. She was broad Bristolian. You ain't no she, 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 She's also from Jamaica. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it would have been really interesting for yeah. her to have seen this. But without that journey, you know, working really hard to be a musician and getting to the standard that I did. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't do what I do now, you know. Do you think that because um, obviously musicianship brings a certain amount of perfection? Absolutely. Really. So do you think, have you brought that forward I, into... I literally, I was sat 11, 11 o'clock last night working out, we, we could talk about this, working about what our why is. Yeah. So start with why, yeah. basically. Why is really important. Not what you make or how you make it, why you do what you do. Okay. People buy into that. That's why yeah. people buy into Apple computers, yeah. you know. And... Um, and so I was thinking about that. Absolutely, the perfectionism is really important. Yeah. Um, you have a standard that you want to attain and people buy into that. And it doesn't matter where you come from or what opportunities you've had. If you can deliver that, people will buy into it. Yeah. So yeah, I did my last organ recital last February uh, at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. I saw a picture. Two like, weeks notice. Because it was like a little boy's dream come true. I yeah. mean, it made it ex-pupil of my husband's is organist there he was really exhausted he's had a hard time and he said look I, I can't do my recital in two weeks can you just jump in and do it I'm like of course I can and uh, he wanted me to play a French program which is right up my street um and so yeah it was just incredible I mean being locked in that building the lock you get locked in basically the, in the, the night before right, to okay. prepare because you've got to set up a huge computer basically okay. to memorize everything you're going to do so you get locked in and I got to about 11 o'clock and I thought 
well, there's a security guard somewhere downstairs, but I'm just going to lie on the floor in the middle of St. Paul's Cathedral and Amazing. look up. Yeah. And you're like, this is this is the most incredible so thing. Christopher's Dome. Yeah, it's literally, incredible. literally. It's, it's literally insane. Incredible. Yeah. So I think, yeah, without a doubt, that that does play a part. I mean, that, that day I was practicing on a morning, uh, some guy came up to me and was like, oh, can I take your picture? I'm one of the stewards here. I work for the Financial Times. I write about people who've changed careers in business. And I'm like, oh, I used to work for the Church of England. I'm now a gin distiller. And he's like, oh my God. So, <laughs> so get, think, can you uh, get up off the floor, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm having a great time. Having a great time. Uh, I mean, it was just, yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible. So I think there are there are similarities about creating something beautiful. Yeah. Of course, the the joy with spirits is they're there for a bit longer. When you play music, it's it's gone in a moment. No, but I love that too. Yeah. But the perfectionism, though. So t tell me about the first bottle you made because I can't imagine <laughs> it would have started perfect. Oh well, or did I think. It? Well, we got uh, Tom. Tom and I went to Manchester on um, on Saturday, and we were making this great experience to look at this gin score. You turn up, you make a bottle of gin, you go. So this is the first time Tom's made a bottle of gin. I was being pretty chilled, sat there yeah. thinking. Well, don't tell him who I am. I wouldn't. Don't, don't tell him anything about me. Well, they me. knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, but, um, He's good. But, but the, the, tall, the tall guy didn't. So I thought it was only fair to say, actually, I'm a mate of Seb's. I'm yeah, a gin yeah, yeah. And she was pretty cool about that. But um, they gave us a guide on how to make a bottle of gin. I'm like, well, that's not how I make gin, so I'm not going to do it. Right. So I did it my way, right. and it tasted great, and I was quite right, cool with that. Nice. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. looked up all these old pictures of making that first bottle of gin. Peter was in Belgium. It was uh, February, March uh, 2018. He'd gone to Belgium. It, it snowed really badly, if you can remember that back that far. It was really, really, really thick okay. snow. It's the worst snow we've had in years. And I thought, mm, can't get into work. I'll walk up to uh, the gym and do a workout. And then on the way home, I saw Home Bargains. So I bought a little stove. My still had already arrived. The license had arrived the day before. Mm. I bought the bo bottle of vodka, not to drink, and stuck it in the still, stuck some lemon juniper in, and literally the stuff started coming out. <laughs> We've still got Don't the tell him it's that simple. Yeah, no, I've, got the, I've got the video, and I, okay. I sent it to Peter, and I was like, I think I've to, I'm not allowed to swear, am I? I was just about to swear. Yeah, you, you can, can swear. swear. We'll just... Swear. Um, go, we'll just go, go on, get ready, Jack. We're ready on the button. <laughs> Three, just like, well, just it like, was really good. <laughs> I just made fucking gin. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe this. You went, that's not a good name. We'll call it something else. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. So I, I, stuck the, I stuck this in the cupboard because I knew I had to separate bits of it out. And I, I left all the glasses in the cupboard. I was too scared because I didn't understand the chemistry then. I, I was too scared to drink it because I thought I might go blind. Kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've made this it. Is God's I'm way. This is God's it. way. Yeah, it was God's like, way. I mean, it was, it, when you listen to that video now, it's such a visceral experience. You can hear the coriander cracking in the still. Okay. You can hear it doing its stuff, and you can see the dripping of the of the gin coming out and the smell. I mean, it was just incredible. Wow. And that you know, I, I text Peter and I was like, it. This it smells works. like gin. This is yeah. insane. I've made gin. So then then I was obsessed. I was just like, I want to get to the perfect gin. Okay. So how do I get there? And I, I don't know, just just sat there. I'd read a, read a fantastic book re, um, just before this. It's funny the things that influence you. On Josiah Wedgwood. Okay. I'm really crap with famous people names. Okay. Who is the person on Dragon's Den who is from Stoke-on-Trent? She worked in the drinks industry. She was the sponsor for... she. Well, whatever you call it, she agreed to um, to invest in Craft Gin Club on Dragon's Den. Oh, right, okay. Can't think of a name, and somebody's going to look it up. Is it the Palette Woman? Was yeah, it? It's not. It's Jack, not the... Jack will Google it. 
No, no, no. Yes. Isn't the one with the shoulder pads? Isn't the uh, McVeigh? No, not isn't her. her. Not no. her. Not her. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, and I, Jack just I, knows I said, this stuff. I'm really oh, bad with famous so people. Great, think of, so quick that was. That was think not... of the Olympian next to me having her moustache cut, and I've got uh, no idea who you are. I'm really bad at famous people. But I met her recently. <laughs> the Olympian was having her moustache cut. Yeah. Yeah. She had a mullet actually. I was in the shop, Crofting She's shop. taking some banned substances, I would suggest. <laughs> <laughs> She's having a moustache trend. So I was in I was in the pop-up shop at Christmas for Crofting Club in Regent Street. And uh, just Sarah moment. Willingham? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Willingham. Sarah Willingham popped in and she was just wonderful to me. Really, really lovely. Generous with the time. Absolutely lovely. And I said, she was asking me about my story. And I said, oh, you're from Stoke, aren't you? I'd remember that bit. No and idea what your name is, but I knew yeah, you from Stoke. Yeah, I knew from Stoke. And so I told her about this this book about, she asked me how I started. And I said, well, I've read this book about Josiah Wedgwood. She went, oh, Josiah Wedgwood, what a hero. And I said, did you know that he'd invented the uh, buy one, get one free, the mail order catalog, interest free, or everything really? that we do in marketing, really? Josiah Wedgwood invented. No he was the one who had the showroom in central London, right, okay. all of that stuff. Yeah. And he was a genius, but he was born into abject poverty in 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 the stoke area absolutely terrible terrible poverty he became an apprentice potter he then started inventing i think he had like four or five inventions before he got to the famous thing jasperware okay. the blue pottery blue, or green yeah, yeah, that we all know yeah. and it took him three thousand experiments to get to jasperware and you can see they've, they've got these um little china uh, porcelain samples all in in the museum at, at uh, wedgwood his story was insane i mean he lost his leg as well later on in life this is the 18th century he had his leg yeah. cut off he survived that operation he built this great factory um employing tens of thousands yeah yeah, of yeah. and on the opening like, day yeah. so i love about i mean he's it was such a personal story he was so passionate about what he was doing on his opening day he set up a potter's wheel manually operated you know with a uh, a treadle and he threw that famous pot that's now in the British Museum, the Etruscan vase, which was vase, which is a copy of a Greek vase. He threw that live with oh, everybody really? watching. Really? In just one go. And they right. still make that vase. It costs like, I don't know, five, ten grand or something. And when you watch them make it, the skill involved is insane. And he just stood there in front of his crowd and went, just this, is me. this is me. This is my passion. This is so quite in a chucking sense, a bottle of vodka in with a bit of coriander and then going, well, Look no, at my but, God, <laughs> I made shit. You know, this but, wonder but, from but, you going, bloody hell. But that is, that is the same. That is what we do. I mean, yeah. there is an alchemy behind what we do. Yeah. It's not easy. I mean, I'm not going to uh, spare <laughs> Tom's yeah. blushes about what we did on Saturday, but yeah. just throwing stuff in is still, it just doesn't come out. Yeah. You've, there is. There is a magic to it. And I, I remember when we, we got our big Croft Gin Club contract, we met we went to meet one of their major distillers and he's like, you've you've hit the nail on the head. You you know what you're doing. And that was another big distiller, one of the UK's biggest distillers, kind of summoned me in my early six months to meet me. Uh, I, I had to sit outside the boardroom for about 20 minutes, then got drawn in and um and you could just tell on his face. And he was like, you, you've nailed your recipe, you know what you're doing. Right. Okay. It's really interesting. Yeah. Right. So, so is there secrecy so all, around that? No. Yeah, there are. There's there, yeah, big okay, secrecy. Definitely. And not some gin, what's the word I'm trying to think? I'm trying to think of your well quote from Animal Farm. You know, not all gins are equal. equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. But I, I don't like negative stuff in marketing. So I don't use that line. But I yeah. think, you know, we what we talk about is made with love because people understand that. 
But we also talk about drinking Arjun neat. So if you drink okay. Arjun neat, you immediately, you immediately, I can't believe it. We've got no gin on us to drink today. This I is, can't believe um, you've got no gin on you. We didn't, we didn't want to mention it. So, but. yeah, funny you should mention That's really, <laughs> I'll just say, don't worry, you can have the award. You can have the award for the first people actually, to arrive without I'm, any no, I'm going to, I'm going to send gin. Tom to the van because there is a bag on top of the, Live um, on the podcast with something in it. Whatever it is, dashboard. It's a great will... place to have a bottle of gin. Yeah, we will... <laughs> there is definitely something on the top there. Um, so you know, I think, I think, I think it is. There is a magic to it, right, really. okay. and I think that is that is important. But does that get swept up with the mania of gin? Because in the last 10, 12 years, because I was sort of thinking, has is, is gin the gin has, bubble? Is gin done? Let's talk about the gin bubble. Because so, I thought, is gin done? As in. I know you're moving on and yeah. you're ahead of the curve, so you're obviously trying loads of other fine spirits and whiskies and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but I was just generally thinking, God, everybody got into gin, and then you started getting those. Yeah, it, it watered became, down, it became massive, up. didn't it? it yeah. yeah. I, I bought agree. gin and people went, don't buy that gin, that's crap. And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, I think I think basically, I mean, my, my head of, my commercial lead would give you all the figures for this, but essentially what's happened is, the English are absolutely obsessed with gin for a whole variety of reasons. It's just, I mean, if we don't have gin, we don't breathe, basically. Mm. You know, it, it is just, it, there are no conspiracy theories about this. We all need gin. Yeah. Except for those people who got drunk on their parents' Gordons and yes, they can't the bear. Yes. Yes. And there are, you'd be amazed oh, yeah, how many people come up to our stand and say, I cannot drink gin yeah. because of that experience. Yeah. yeah, and so <laughs> so basically that's why we invented our uh, vodka, which is uh, gin without juniper. So there is something okay. for them because juniper is a very particular taste. But basically the Brits are, you know, it's in our veins. Maybe it's because we conquered half the world and drank it. To of course. The queen mother was yeah. a darling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and queen yeah. Was a, you know, all that sort of thing. So yeah. it's a big part. So there's that generation. However, there's a new generation that have discovered gin, without a doubt, a younger generation. Yeah. And that's really, that's kind of exciting. Um, they want something interesting. They don't want to just buy Gordons. Yeah. They're not, you know, married into that. So there has been a new market segment that's emerged. People that were drinking Gordons have also then crossed. So yeah. there is this new, I can't remember what the figure is, but something like, I can't remember how many millions of bottles of gin are made per year, but I do know that the craft gin market is only point, the ultra premium market, that's us, yeah. over 35 pounds a bottle, okay. is only 0.6 of the gin market. And we, Ludlow Gin, are 2.5% of that, right. 0.6. Wow. So we're doing quite well, doing really what well. we're doing, yeah, but great. we're still quite a small part of the bigger market. I mean, ultimately people will go into Aldi and buy of course, and, and six ninety nine dry uh, London well, gin, whatever it is, twenty five. Yeah, but okay. there are some good gins there. D don't get me wrong; it's like uh, Aldi. There are good wines to be bought. God, I did a know. politician. How much is a pint of milk? Eleven pence. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, of course they're going to Aldi and buy six ninety nine. Like, uh, yeah, no, not quite six ninety nine. But people, you know, people, people want to buy something with a story, with a route, with a. So they yeah. will, they will hunt out and buy something that's an experience, and that that market does exist. Now there are eight hundred gin distilleries in the UK. Okay. When 800, when we started, there are about 500, you know, let's okay. go 10, 15 years ago, there were probably about 100. So the, the world has exploded. And it, I mean, I went to a, a conference in September, and I met eight people who were starting out. I'm like, don't do this now. Please don't. Don't do <laughs> this. There's, there's, you know. there's thousands of us. <laughs> yeah, and, and of those 800, we estimate that there are something like two and a half thousand to 3000 SKUs. 
different right, okay. gin products different, in yeah, the okay. UK. So it's a competitive market. Yeah. But then how, do, how, how are we going to school people then? How do you, when, when people come to you and you go, it's different, it's artisan, it's 35 quid. Look, I know it's probably more than Gordon's, which might be whatever. Yeah, I mean, ours but, is 40. But 11p. Is it? Yeah. So how, how yeah. do you... So you can pay for... London. So you're saying have it neat, as in then you No, the... I th that's important to... I think that's a... I would say when I'm meeting a customer at a show, try us neat. Right, okay. Because if you can drink it neat... Why would you not, you know, why why would you drink something that tastes vile, neat, and then make a drink with it? That's insane. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So try our I'd gin. I've not thought of it like it's, that. You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, I really wanted to make the perfect martini gin. Martini, as far as I'm concerned, you put the vermouth in the glass, throw the vermouth away. Yeah, extra dry straight up yeah, with a yeah, twist. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. what you want. You yeah. want a good quality gin. So we wanted to make... Um, I was I really love Plymouth gin. I wanted to make something you could drink neat and just think this is delicious. Because yeah. gin... We're getting on to the experience now, aren't we? Gin is about an explosion of flavour. There's serious depth to a good gin because you get the juniper, you get the uh, citrus, you get the coriander, you get the angelica, and then you get all the other interesting things. Okay. So people want to explore that. They want a quality quality of drink and i think that's that's but you've got, you've, we're getting we've got to that sort of marmalade gin and all this kind of you know we've got yeah. so many flavors yeah. and what I, we call the fair weather gin makers right okay jaffa cake gin they come they go it's a bubble it oh. passes yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah and how much just because you're saying obviously if you drink yours neat yeah and and you'll get a great taste but yeah. how how much difference do the tonics then make because Enormous, Again, with enormous the gin What a brand yeah. Fever Tree is as well. I well, mean, Fever Tree, yeah. of course, is the same thing. It's encapsulated craft, interesting ingredients, mm. and created something that's you know, if you're if you're what's their strap line? If tonic is nine tenths of your gin, yeah, why, why would you? you yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I I get that. Don't don't get me wrong. But then I'm not. There are some good tonics out there that are not Fever Tree and are cheap. Like there are good gins. So yeah. it's it's a it's a minefield. I. I don't like uh, Fever Tree, uh, the normal tonic. It's too heavy and quinine for me, and it will destroy a, a delicate gin. But right. the uh, light Fever Tree is really good for me. Okay. And the, Mediterranean, the Mediterranean one is really good for me. Right, okay. So I think, you know, the, the, there's a great yeah. shop in Ludlow that does craft tonics. And there's a whole world out there of things to then put with your gin and enjoy and explore the perfect But serve. then I think that becomes more about the tonic then, doesn't it? Rather, you know, you can have a base gin and then do tonic. Because actually, if you've got a great gin, I wouldn't want a... I wouldn't want an overpowering tonic with it. As you said, you want something really light, complementary. But the thing is, then you become... Ordering, standing behind someone ordering four gins is can take twenty minutes in a bar. Oh, what it's tonic would you like? It's arrived. Like this, how would you like that? It is horrendous. Yeah. But I guess because there is now so much choice, and what we're trying to do is to try and dial back to some of that and go. Well, what's the origin of that? So flavour-wise, how do we encourage people to buy better? I guess because you're in that better bracket. You're in that. You're in the top end. Bracket. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, I say this to my team all the time. It may be that that, that there is only a a certain number of people that we can get to in our region. Yeah. So, you know, it may be that Ludlow Gin, we've done really well. And uh, it may be that we've reached maximum Ludlow Gin at the moment. Right, okay. That people come and go amongst our customer base. I'm talking about trade now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that that's kind of that. And that's, we're going to talk about tourism. Yeah. That's where for us, the next step, opening our distillery to the public, gets them to see the magic and the alchemy behind the brand. Right. And so that's on, you know, that's that's a new way of bringing a newer audience into our existing audience, if yeah, that makes okay. sense. And yeah. the other spirits that we make, which are, 
which are great. Yeah, what else are you, what else are you doing? Well, so we, we did the gin first of all. We were London dry distillers. That's really important to us. So natural botanicals, no flavors, no colors. So we can't make unicorn gin. We can't make rhubarb gin. We can't make ground up, I was going, ground up whatever it is, palmer violet. <laughs> yeah. It's ground up unicorn, yeah. Uh, you can't do any of that stuff. And we, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we've done that. We brought out some liqueurs, a citrus liqueur, a coffee liqueur, and we've just discovered a bottle of beta juice in the van, which is our mulberry and damson liqueur. Really, really successful. Great. They're great products. I loved your triple cello. Yeah. yeah, Okay. That's the same. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just great. It's great stuff. So that's been really good fun for us. Uh, We brought out a range of vodkas, a classic vodka, which is citrusy, uh, a a marmalade vodka, which is Seville orange, and uh, a triple chili vodka, which is, it's not insanely hot, but it's really delicious and really warm. In fact, the the guy at the shop here in Ironbridge, Moonshine and Fuggles, thinks it's one of the best vodkas he's ever tried. So, you know, there's stuff in there. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's really, that's our base. Difference between gin and vodka? Juniper. Fine, that's it. That's it. I mean, cheap, cheap vodka, (laughs) cheap vodkas will simply be, ethanol and water yeah they might add oh secret trade secret uh, uh. okay Uh, they might add a bit of glycerine okay so when you buy cough mixture if you look at the ingredients one of the main ingredients is glycerine and that soothes your sore throat okay people put that in vodka to create a smooth mouthfeel it's a sugar Uh, basically it sweetens etc we don't do that with our vodkas we use something called naked oats who knew you could get naked <laughs> oats? <laughs> I found my farmer mate, Ben Andrews, who's like huge on Instagram. He's got 90,000 followers. I'm like, Ben, can you get me some naked oats? And like, never heard of them. Well, <laughs> who knew? They look like baby sugar puffs. Okay. They've got no husk on the outside. Okay. And they grow like that naturally. Uh, and when you put those in the still, it creates a really smooth, what we call a mouthfeel. So the vodka feels very smooth okay. uh, without adding add- additives okay. and gives it a little sweetness. And that's what we put in our vodka. So our vodkas are what I would call botanical vodkas. They've got a little bit of citrus, a little bit of coriander, a few other botanicals, just makes it more interesting. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's that's kind of, you know, that's our that's our market. And then we, and go, on. go on. I was going to say, year one, you sold how many versus, you know, we talked about, about you going, we did a million servings last um, last year, which is incredible. Oh, there's yeah. props um, coming we've got into some, it now. Yeah, well, we I was go. trying to find a glass. No, we'll get a glass. Can we go and get a glass from next door? Um, um, yeah, we... Right, thanks, I mean, well, difficult. I can't remember, to be honest with you. But Eight. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, we were talking... I thought. I remember coming home from, like, a carol service at St. Lawrence's and thinking, with a spreadsheet, I could probably make uh, 60 bottles a month. Okay. And in our first year, we made thousands of bottles i can't remember yeah, five thousand okay. or something like right. that and then the, the company slowly grew and um we got to that's, that's the sound. opening that's of a the good sound, isn't it? Yeah. This is be the listen for the pop oh. yeah, that's <laughs> um, drink responsibly kids last year we made in the region of let's say twenty thousand bottles of our own product our branded right. product yeah. and we made about thirty-five thousand bottles of products for other companies yeah, okay. under other labels. Like a white label stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. White label stuff. Yeah. And and that's um that's, yeah, it's so fifty-five thousand bottles. <laughs> the one of that one of those contracts was a million serves of either gin or vodkas. So wow. if you'd gone to uh two Tyson Fury fights, Liam Gallagher, the FA Cup, you would have drunk a spirit made by us. Brilliant. Yeah, which is quite cool really. Um, and those contracts come and go, you know, we won them for a bit. 
we we won't we probably won't do it this year for all yeah. sorts of reasons because the the industry is very competitive at that yeah. level. Yeah. So you know there, that that's kind of you know um, where we're at. Beetlejuice. So that goes right to the top of that glass. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know we've got to drive. You can always have more. Mm. Try right, that okay. first. So this I want you to talk me through it as well because um, <coughs> I can or it sort of it's got that sort of slow. So we um we live um at Hereford Cathedral. My husband's organist there. In the garden is a very, very ancient mulberry tree. And the mulberry tree, the mulberries are never used. Uh, okay. Mulberries were planted in the um, 17th and 18th century in England to grow silkworms. Okay. Um, because the, the little thread that, that comes from the, um, uh, whatever you call it, I'm not good at uh, biology, <coughs> the little sac, larvae sacs they make yeah. is silk. Right. Okay. And so you find them in uh, Oxford colleges, in cathedrals, in ancient buildings. You find mulberry trees. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So it sat at the end of our garden doing nothing. So I thought, what can I make with it? So we took that. We took damsons from the Brockhampton Estate, which is a national trust property uh, in uh, North Herefordshire, and um, we combined that with this is a gin uh, liqueur. So it's got a little bit of gin in it. It's got some spices in it as well. And it's a, a nice hearty 26%. Yeah. Some liqueurs will be low at 15%. Sort of smells Christmassy. It's, and it's, it's great. So you can drink lovely. this on its own with its yeah. ice. Okay. You can make a banging Negroni out of this. I love Negroni. Aperol yeah. instead of, okay. of Campari. So right. a little bit lighter on the bitter. Yes, okay. uh, well, Campari kills it anyway, wouldn't it? It's quite a strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay. Aperol's a, a similar product. Yeah. Uh, just just less strong in the bitters. Mm. Uh, gin or vodka and a shot of this. And you've got a Damson Negroni. It's just Beautiful. delicious. So all sorts of things you can do with it. What so you, mulberries, as in the mulberry, the fruit would, the be, fruit. would be part yeah. of this. But so the really a... great thing with mulberries is you can also use the leaves. The leaves have this delicious, uh, delicious, delicious uh, scent when you dry them in our um, what you, dehydrator. Really so you can make a, you can use mulberry leaf as well. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was in Georgia last week drinking cha cha, ah. which is, a, and they pour it out of sort of, they make it themselves, and they it comes out of a sort of an old Coke bottle. Okay. What the hell is How this? this? And it yeah. generally blows your head off. Yeah, yeah. So from last week drinking that, this is absolutely fab. So that that's kind that's of. Beetle. Uh, so what's the be so Beetlejuice is the red star in Orion. So if you look at Orion, Orion yeah, in the night sky, the film with, um, very, no. yeah, not Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> no, so it's Beet as well. Beetlejuice, or as my colleague, my um, half Belgian colleague would say, Beetlejuice, um, is if you look in the night sky. That was sky, a good accent. Exactly. You Thank got you. that one. Beetlejuice, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you look in the night sky at the moment, uh, it's really easy to see because we're in the winter sky and it's a winter spirit. Yeah. So Orion's belt a, a, a group of little oh, stars that are across, horizontal. Yeah. Then Orion has is four stars outside of that and the top left star is a red color okay. that's beetle juice and that's it's a red liqueur so that's where it got its name yeah, it's amazing <coughs> and is that your reel in if you're going to reel someone in to and let's say you've had this you know we had this discussion about sort of people have a a reaction to certain things if they had a bad experience you know ouzo was generally if you're 17 yeah, yeah. or 18 you went to greece with your mates for the first time on holiday ouzo you can't yeah. you know if you smell that anise yeah, yeah, you're yeah. done yeah. for yeah, cider yeah. was me 15 oxwich bay chundered into my new nike airs in the night um and i just couldn't i've never touched cider i'd love the idea of it um even a kind of you know when magnus were doing it with pints of ice you're like oh, i'd yeah. love one of those but i just couldn't go near it so is this a yeah. great lead-in then if someone doesn't like gin yeah that's why so that's why we brought out the liqueurs originally because right, not okay. everybody likes gin uh and so the project x the coffee liqueur and triple cello are made from vodka 
they're not wow. gin based okay. and then this was a kind of this works really well with a little bit of gin in it so yeah that's kind of that's kind of that really so so what's to stop you i think the problem with with gin i guess because of the base is that people did start getting quite into the flavors and yeah. their creations yeah. do you have to stop yourself in some respects from being this sort of uber creative he wants to right let's throw a bit of this in let's throw a bit of that yeah. to try and go let's just do, let's just make a have bloody you, good have gin. you ever done myers-briggs personality test uh no right i'm i'm definitely we you no, definitely no, need no, to no, do no, it because i i tests. bet you are the same as me an right, estj okay. uh some of my team have done theirs they're introverts um you're the same as you've got very introverted yeah mm. are you <laughs> mm. i did so, have a great moustache last year as well uh, I love, I, so yeah. basically um uh, I'm a classic entrepreneur. Uh, I'm a classic uh, ESTJ. I want to create all the time and be inventive. Yeah. That does not always a business make. Fine. So I have to I have to be locked in the playroom with my toys to occupy myself sometimes. But we we broadly speaking, we launched four gins. One of them was an accident. So the first one was our first child, Lovely Dry. Yeah. Then we dreamt of doing something ultra citrusy. I, I got an accident in my des decimal place and it, became, it came out as mega citrus. Our third one, we really wanted a spice gym. Okay. And then uh, by accident, we had the fourth child, which was hibiscus, orange, and pink peppercorn. Mm. So that was our kind of first. Then we had to develop a gym for the Craft Gin Club, okay. which is elderflower, uh, chamomile, and lemon verbena. And are they directing you on that one a little bit? Are they going, they, they say you this. have to you have to create a new gym because we want an exclusive gym for our okay. customers. And bottle once numbers, you've done that, how many do you have to get? Uh, that was they came up to me the Farm and Deli show and said we've been looking at you, we like the look of you, we want thirty five, and they walked off. And I turned to Camilla from Water Pickle, another great Shropshire company, and I said, I can't swear again. Yeah. Pickle, Beep. pickle. I said, can't beat yourself. I think, I think that's. 35 beep i think that's thirty-five thousand bottles and it turned out to be an order for fifty thousand. at the height of covid height of covid they were doing one hundred twenty-five thousand bottles per month incredible so it was a real gift because marketing yeah, perspective we launched on march the 8th march the 23rd the country locked down yeah fifty thousand people had our bottles of gin with two or three people in their household yeah. and everybody was tuning into us and my Amazing. husband and i set up a a, uh, a Friday night, I can't, what was it called? Cocktails and Conversation. It was like Johnny okay. and Fatty Craddock. I was definitely Fatty. <laughs> and it was just so hilarious because Peter's a great introvert, but he was brilliant. He kept, he, would, he was just sat there going, don't forget, Sean, to tell the readers at home what the uh, <laughs> what the uh, prize is yes, this week. I like you know, I and we, we just got slowly drunk on these so things. Nice. It was great. Fantastic. So, and the world did with you as well. I think. Yeah, that of was, course. That was and, we, and we created this tribe that came with us. So, yeah. so that was elderflower, and then we we brought out a gin. I've got to get. Have I missed one out? Then we brought out uh, Earl Grey gin. Come on, Tom. For... I mean, how long has Tom been working for you? He should know uh, this. Where's the yeah. list? How long, Tom? Jump in, Tom. What's six? Oh yes, then we so, brought out. He's good. He's good. We did a uh, a gin for the Philharmonia Orchestra in London during lockdown. That was Seville Orange, and then we did Earl Grey gin for the Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee, and that's where it stops. And then Navy, well, Navy <laughs> Strength is just a stronger version of Ludlow Dry. Yeah. So that's where it stops, and okay. it's got. To, we've got to be a bit careful because the, the market's getting saturated with our gins. Yeah. Okay. We will do something slightly more interesting this year. We'll probably bring out some distillery specials that you can only buy when you come to the distillery. Okay. Uh, and we might do, we've got a really great concept of gin apothecary. 
So if you come to the distillery, yeah. you can have a little 10-minute consultation with one really of us. Really nice. We'll, a bit like a perfumier or whatever We'll feel you your chakras. I love that. And, yeah. uh, I'm signing Laura up for this. I'm <laughs> Muscle with your corianders. That's it. And we'll, get, we'll write you a prescription. Okay. And then Amazing. we'll make you... And you can get it on the NHS. That's it. <laughs> we will make you your personal bottle of gin there oh, wow. and then. I love it. Um, it's a great so this idea. This is a fun little idea, which you can then reorder. Um, or you can come to our gin school, make your own gin, and you can reorder that. So there's, Brilliant. And then, and then we might do a kind of, well, this is this month you can buy Tom's latest, whatever it is, just from the distillery. Right. Um, so there are things like that to become a bit more imaginative. And that's part of this tourism, let's get that in, because that's part of your exactly. focus. The craft, to make the, the artisan, the love, yeah. what goes on behind the scenes. But instead of it being behind, you know, this is the secrets yeah. and behind the scenes, you're actually going to open that out now exactly. and go, come, yeah. come and have a come look. Come and see us. So there's a huge... And when, does, when does that all start? Is that... Well, uh, <laughs> um, exclusive. So like all tomorrow. things, we were, supposed to, we were supposed to sign the lease weeks ago and, and lawyers are doing all their lawyery things. There are things leaking out into the public that we're moving, yeah. um, but we've got to that stage now. Um, we're just waiting. Just fascinated what you're doing. They're yeah, hanging on I mean, what's it's, happening. It's really, really exciting. So, can I book and um, sing? Can we be the first? Can we definitely can we, can we need to be corporate? Yeah, we we yeah. haven't had an away day for a while. Yeah, no, we, we need, all right, I mean, that's what you're saying. One of the great things we want to be bringing in corporate, you know, co corporate kind of days and things like that. So, yeah. so that's interesting. But I will say that we've got some other new products coming out this year. Okay. We've been developing fruit gins. Now, I wouldn't have wanted to do that five years ago. Okay. I would have said, we're a London dry distiller. But now I think actually, do you know what? I can do this because I can I can do this with natural flavorings, yeah. with natural colors. Okay. I don't have to pour in ground up unicorns. Yeah. I can be true to our brand. Right, okay. And I can offer those people amongst our tribe who want to try something sweeter, I can offer something yeah, for okay. them. So we've got some fruit gins yeah, coming it's, out. It's difficult as an entrepreneur in many respects because you, you know, you're fighting against <coughs> your inner characteristics, which are try, experiment, yeah. and then you get bought. You know, there's a yeah. bit of a sort of, oh, that's very shiny. Yeah. Let's do this and then move on. So I guess it is about sort of not reining yourself in, but kind of staying true to the brand yeah. and having those reminders about this is what we are and this is what we do. Of course, the market may say, we'd like a purple gin, please. And you yeah, go, yeah, hey, yeah. we've got yeah. purple. Yeah, yeah. You know, isn't that exciting? But I, I mean, that's it's such a quick kind of quick thing. I mean, that sort of takes us nicely into... The whole whiskey idea, mm. um, which is really important. It's a to totally talk different about. process, I'm assuming. It is totally different okay. process, but you know, once you've, you know, once you've you've had your dream of making gin, you've made great gins, you've won prizes for it, you've got your tribe, you've set up that business. It's an interesting one, really. So many, so many entrepreneurs then kind of destroy it because they keep on then trying to manipulate their first idea. Yeah, yeah, and actually, yeah, yeah. I think it's just important to say, that's really great, I love it, but now in, I need to move and do yeah. something else and apply yeah. my brain. So we, does that come from you or does that come from other people going, leave, leave it alone? No, I'm really conscious about that. As a yeah. maybe that's also as a musician that you you need to be doing that. You know, you can't overplay a piece. Absolutely, I mean, you get yeah, so familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you need some you need some refreshment in that. Yeah. And so we we were going on holiday. Um, we did a lot of Scotland around COVID, basically. Okay, great. And we we, every, we leave everything to the last minute. We always book at the last minute. And I always leave it to Peter. He kind of knows what we want, which is a wood-burning stove. We need to be able to walk, and we like our wilderness. Right. And a bit of cold shear, I suppose. So he found this he found this uh, little cottage lodge in the middle of the braes of Glenlivet. So if you go to Balmoral... Yeah. And you go about an hour north. I don't go as often as I used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
If you go about three quarters of an hour north, you end up in the Braes of Glenlivet. Okay. So Glenlivet is there, one of the biggest distilleries Great, in Scotland. Yeah, it's down a country lane. You can go further on down the lane and you get to Chivas Regal, which is a, a closed distillery. Yeah. It's, oh, sorry, it's open, but not open to the public. And then you get... Um, What's that uh, Scottish water that you buy in say, Highland Spring? Highland Spring, yeah. That's all there, but okay. it's in the middle of nowhere. And if you carry on up that track, you get to, there's a Catholic seminary that was built in the 18th century in the middle of nowhere. It's like a house where they trained priests. Or if you turn left, you get to this amazing house owned by a wonderful woman called Gilly Bassan. She moved there in the 1980s with her Turkish husband. He was a photographer and she was a food writer. And they wrote the first Turkish uh, cookery book in English. In the, the middle last. of the Brace of Glen. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No. And she, she brought up two, two children there. Her oh. husband left her. And she was, I mean, it's literally in the wilderness. Wow. When it snows, she sent me a picture two weeks ago. When it snows, you have to ski from her house to the village with a sledge, with your supplies. Oh, you leave know. the Land Rover there and then you get wherever you've got Let's to. And her house is next door to this little cottage and barn. She cooks, I and mean, the food is ins- absolutely oh, that's insane. That's part of your. Pa- that's like you. You stay in the cottage. She cooks for you. She doesn't cook for no, her normal okay. guests, right? Okay, but, but she was like, normal. she was like, I like these guys. There's something <laughs> special. Here. There's a yes. magic to these guys. We all yeah. got on instantly. Brilliant. And and so she she hosts these people come in for Perno Ricard, yeah, which is one of the big drinks yeah. company there, and lots of Scottish distilleries. Yeah. These famous people come in, or rich people in he- by helicopter. They fly into her house and she gives them a day of tasting Scottish food, which her son has gone out and foraged and hunted. Oh, wow. And she's then, uh, whatever she does, wonderful cures and ferments and all sorts of things. So it's just the most amazing Scottish experience. And in those hills, I sat in that in that place looking out in this incredible landscape, total wilderness. There were 200 illicit Scottish whiskey stills. So people were making whiskey with a tiny little still, just like our gin still. Mm. And they would fold the whole thing up and stick it on their horse and then run from the excisemen. And they would make their whiskey wherever they could and they would then bury it in the ground and come back a couple of years later, a year later. They probably put botanicals in as well. Okay. So to, to help with flavoring. Yeah. But that's where the whole kind of cast conditioning of, of whiskey comes from, is this hiding it from the excisemen and thinking, oh, this is quite good. Right. 60 to 70% of the flavor of whiskey comes from the cask. So that's where it's all the kind of magic alchemy. Did you know? Right. I okay. mean, if you're into marketing and PR, single malt whiskey was invented in the 1960s. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. By 1980, there was something like a couple of hundred single malts, and there are now thousands of single malts. Mm. That's what, but before that, all whiskeys were blended. So I sat there and I thought, okay, we've, we've done gin. How do I make whiskey? And I came up with a little plan. I thought, well, I could get the still. I could, you need to make beer. So you make your beer, you ferment your beer, you then distill it, you lay it down in the barrel. And I came up with a plan. At the back, bottom of my list, a really good friend, Mike Hardingham, had launched his gin distillery the same year we'd launched it, just outside of Bloodlow. 2018 and we we were we would meet up before covid and and have some you know chats about distilling and i had his name right at the bottom of my task list thinking one day i should ask him what his long-term plans are and after covid uh he said come up i'm distilling apple brandy tomorrow come and have a day 20 minutes into the conversation he was like do you want to buy me out i'm like 
oh, really? Oh, blimey, cheap, cheap. Wants a drink. <laughs> oh, right. And his product is incredible. He's a perfectionist. Okay. He's obsessed with what he's done. He's created a beautiful product. He's got this wonderful German still. So it kind of appealed to all of my musical side as well because yes. the organs I like to play say, pe- are built machine, in Germany was, right, or Austria okay. because yeah. the quality is insane. The pianos I play are built in Germany. The Germans just under... They do it, you know, there's a great book, isn't it? Why the Germans do it better. They just understand process and engineering. Yeah. So there's this great German still creating amazing spirit. And and, and it, I wouldn't say it fell into our lap, but it was, the, it was the obvious next step to create a product with love, to create something yeah. beautiful. But whiskey seems like it's the, the thing. I mean, a, a, a dear uh, family friends of ours, he, uh, their son, only in his 20s, was working at uh, Beaver Castle yeah. just to kind of help out with sort of various different shoots and those sorts of things. And he brought back a bottle of whiskey and he said, oh, Nathan, you've got to try this whiskey. Right. 40 grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like some from private estate. And he saved me a little. You I was like, Dom, honestly, it's totally wasted on me. Right. It is wasted on me. I mean, I, you know, yeah. it, it could be bells for yeah, a yeah, like, yeah. you know, don't waste it. He's like, no, 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 no. you got to try this, you got to try this. It's amazing. And I drank it and I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it is wasted on me. Yeah, yeah. And the bottle itself, the empty bottle's worth a grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple I mean, of the guys had given him a couple of bottles of leftover and sort of said, look, this is, you want the dregs? And he was like, because the bottle's worth a grand. And actually, each shot of this is probably worth about 6,000 quid. But I mean, it was amazing. It was yeah, a, I mean, that, a, what an experience. But whiskey, again, like barrels of whiskey are selling for huge amounts of money. Is, yeah. is there an element of, of that's the trend and that will always outlive gin? Or is that. Just I think it's, it's it's a different market. Yeah. It's it's an international market. Um, as we've just discovered, it's a new market. It's yeah. only since the 1960s. Before that, whiskies were traditionally made by uh, by grocers. So Johnny Walker and those they were grocers really? in in, Ed, in Ed, Edinburgh and Glasgow, and they were making blends, and people were buying mm. the grocers mm. blend, and they right. were usually blends of grain, etc. The single malt becomes single. It's a single malt um, barley, et cetera, et cetera. The process gets more refined. And that would Cask. be your plan. Be very. It would be. It's what we malts. do. It's what right, we do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we launched our. We rebranded Mike's existing spirit. We changed the way it was proofed. We changed the way it was filtering, and we relaunched that eighteen months ago. Mm. We've only got, generally speaking, four hundred bottles every six months. So that's one cask every okay. six months, and <coughs> the first launch. Uh, so 18 months ago, sold out in three minutes and eight seconds. Wow. And it went live on our website and the secret bottle shop in Hereford. And the, com- the steam was just coming out of the computer. We'd never seen anything like it. Uh, Steve was screaming his tits off in the corner going, I can't cope, I can't cope. <laughs> and was that down to, to clever marketing? Did you build up? Whiskey has, it's coming, it's coming, whiskey it's has coming. a bigger following. It's yeah. nationwide. Yeah. People yeah. want to invest in it. They're interested in interesting bottles. So is it more of a commodity than, than Sage is? Do, yeah. Do so, I mean, we, as... we are just, we've just sold um, uh, a series of casks that we laid down last year to private investors. Uh, and we'll be opening that scheme uh, from April to the public. You'll be able to buy a cask of um, <clears throat> Ludlow uh, whiskey for around six and a half, seven thousand pounds, right, depending okay. on the strength of it. Yeah. Um, that's kept in our warehouse for three years. And then you can choose, there's a couple of options. We uh, we may offer to buy it back, back. and yeah. bottle it okay. and give you some interest. Yeah. Uh, and, or you may bottle it and keep it for your family or bottle some of it, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And people, they're just obsessed with that. They're really yeah. interested. I and mean, we've, we've, we've not struggled to sell those casks. 
Um, yeah, it's been a, been a fascinating. So we make a we make a. I wouldn't call it's almost it like buying it on bond to drizzly how you would have done it with wine. I guess absolutely, You'd have bought absolutely. That's exactly what it is. No, age it, and then when I so I've it. got a contact this morning. He's just texted me before we started recording. Uh, he, that's Richard Foster from English Exploring English Whiskey. He's a membership yeah. group. They've bought a cask. Um, you can you can age our whiskey for three years. It's very very refined when it's coming out of the still. Yeah. So three years is enough. But he's going to go for four or five years, and he wants us to finish it in a mezcal cask. Ooh, lovely. Which is a great idea. Yeah, so, very nice. you know, that's a really so interesting... So kind of so softer than tequila, but with a... Is yeah, that, it would yeah, just yeah. give it, it, it... So, as I say, we, we put our whiskey... Our, so we use um, we use four parts uh, English distiller's malt. Yeah. It's high in sugars. And one part Scot Scottish peated malt. Okay. So our whiskey is gently peated. Yeah. I, it then mm. goes into a Speyside cask, which has yeah. been used once in America with bourbon then broken down and shipped to the UK, remade into a barrel, and then used for space side, probably for 12 years, 10 years. Okay. So it's got about, it's got some bourbon in it. Yeah. The bourbon's come out. It's then yeah. probably got a litre and a half of whiskey in it. There may be some more sloshing about in the bottom. Yeah. We put our whiskey in there for three years. Yeah. And then we cask finish. So if the barrel's new, say we use a sherry barrel, uh, we put it in there for a month or two. If we use that barrel a second time, then we double that time yeah. to two or four months. Okay. And each time we use it, we have to double that mm. time. And then after four or five uses, that barrel's dead. Yeah, okay. So we did one, we've done uh, a couple now. We did a, a sherry cask, uh, Olorosa sherry. It gives it a very tobacco, dark uh, feel. It's un insane, just delicious. Mm. We've done an Isla cask. We're about to do a Pedro Jimenez cask, which is another Ooh, sherry. Nice, sherry. We'll be doing a red wine cask, a port cask, a Madeira okay. cask. So those are our traditional. And part of that is experimentation, but of course there's a load of history behind that. Lots of people Indeed. do that. It's Indeed. not. It's not you going and that's out where the, particularly. No, it's... that's where the. So we. I need to create a product that will sell. Yeah. So yeah, I can yeah. grow my business. I know yeah. that people are into sherry casks, Madeira port. But it, but if customers come along, trade customers, and they want to do something quirky like stick it in a beer barrel, which mm. has had stout in it, mm. great, because yeah, we're not going to do that. No, they can we'll, do it. We'll work out whether it's any good or not. Yeah, everybody's a winner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a fun world. It's never-ending, experimenting. Yeah. You know, we'll produce, we're aiming to produce 15,000 bottles of whiskey a year. That's about one cask a week. Yeah. So on Thursdays will be brew day. It ferments Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be distilling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so cycle of yeah, and so okay. when you come to see the distillery, you you walk in the smell of malt is insane <laughs> yeah, in that yeah, brew. So they, it's yeah. just it's just part of increasing that story. And then when when we've got that now we've got that whiskey still, we can do other fun things like cider brandy. We make a lot of that. It's yeah, a very nice. popular product. It's utterly delicious, uh, and we make great brandy. Yeah. We can make eau de vies from fruits. A grappa, like a kind of... Yeah, like that's a, it. So yeah, we can okay. take those damsons or mulberries, we could put that in a barrel with some sugar and some yeast and create a, a high-strength wine. Yeah. If you distill that, you get an eau de vie that comes out, which okay. is just clear, ready-to-drink, fruit-based uh, spirit. So it's just, you know, we make about... We've got about 30 products now. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's really one to really three crazy. to the, you know, to me, it's like yeah, it, it's yeah, like that. It's, it's crazy. Insane. But also, it sort of still fits under that sort of artisan banner. But I guess when do you want to get rid of that? Is there a time where you go? 
I don't want that. I don't want that to to sort of own me to some degree. I want to be bigger than that. Is there I, is there ever that? Or can I, you always keep that artisan but with yeah, a massive I think, brand? I mean, we've seen other brands, you know, change. Chase Gin sold out last year to yeah. Diageo. Diageo have stripped out the distillery, sacked the staff, uh, reduced the the, pro, the bottle price from forty quid to twenty five or twenty quid. Right, okay, you know, and I, I think. But the public might not know that. They I guess. know that's it. The problem. They know oh, do it, they? and I right, think okay. they've they've stopped buying it locally. Yeah. But of course, that's of no interest to Diageo. Diageo can now sell it nationally, yeah. and so that's where that is. There's, I mean, you know, it's quite well known, really, that large brands like Diageo or Pernod Ricard they can't create craft spirits because they can't create that craft story. So what they'll do is they go away and buy a craft distillery, own that story, scale it. Yeah. I think for us, that's not what we're about. We want to stay in that region for Ludlow Gin. Yeah. Occasionally we'll have you know a blip where we get Craft Gin Club or Waitrose or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the whiskey is incredible because we can get to an international market. Yeah. Straight it's, away. Yeah, I've got a friend of mine who's like, I bought 25 grand's worth of whiskey at yeah, uh, yeah. Christmas because yeah. I think it's going to be a great bet. Do you want to, there's 25 grand left. Do you want it? I was like, I'm uh, not massively sure. If you've really. got, I mean, you if know, you, Norfolk whiskey, I was like, um. Oh, no, the English whiskey company. If you've got money to spare and you've got time to spare, it's a great investment because okay. you'll make more than you will do yeah. sticking your money in an ISA. Yeah. Basically. It's so more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more fun than just going to the bank and going. Just a quickie on music before we, before we wind up. I was going to, music obviously is important to you <laughs> as as gin or as the business yeah. in many respects sort of two kind of i guess now lifelong passions yeah i wanted you to describe your a sort of a perfect evening <laughs> a kind of what would you listen to or play who would you be with what are you sipping what's your kind of everybody sort of, it's really good you didn't what are you the, eating? what are you pairing with what you're sipping you didn't use the you f that? you didn't use the f word uh, <laughs> not the big Which word. One? What's your favorite gin? Because no, that drives I me mad. I, hate that. No, I, hate, that. I really hate that. And that's really Whichever difficult. one's in front of me is generally my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, but that isn't that the point? It's the experience. Yeah, Whoever's made that drink mm. for you, it's made with love. When you go to somebody's house, you eat food with them, it's made with love. You, yeah. You're not worried about the quality of the food. It's the experience of being no, with someone. Agreed. So I think, you know, I mean, it's an interesting one. Last night I got home, I cooked supper. I thought, well, I just want something quick. I made a, a keema curry. Um, with some curry paste it was really delicious really enjoyed it we sat mm. there we had we didn't drink because we had too much drink recently a night so we've got a heavy days. weekend coming up um mm. we're both organists we both listened to bark yeah we had a bark cantata on in the background there were various tunes that are quite famous and you, you the familiarity of that is like having a comfort blanket around you you know but we were lucky this year very lucky we um we both love playing the piano we're organists but the piano is like a private passion. It's our yeah. time to make music. Yeah. Um, the organ is a very public thing to do mm. because it's in a public building. So we were really lucky this year. Um, we had a couple of friends tragically die uh, over the last couple of oh, years. And yeah. we thought, well, everybody has that experience. You get to a certain age, don't you? And the weddings stop. And then the, <laughs> the early deaths start happening. You know, and you <laughs> just think, you know, what is life about? We're really yeah. lucky. We've been together 25 years. It's insane. Or as Peter said this morning, over 25 years. Um, that's just insane. <laughs> is he counting? Is he? <laughs> no, he's definitely counting. He's yeah. like, he's he said to me the other day, we, we missed our 100th birthday uh, last year on March the 3rd because he's obsessed with numbers. Okay. Um, you were ex old and I was ex old, you know. Um, oh, okay. 43 so, and 57, yeah, yeah, we would yeah, have yeah. been 100. Um, but so we, we, we had these friends, and you're like, we, we've always dreamt of owning an amazing piano when we retired that was our thing we'll get to retirement we'll buy this dream piano okay. and there are a few dream piano makes out there to, okay. to buy and then 
various friends died and I thought, why are we waiting no, when we might not actually be alive? That's, yeah. that's just insanity. Yeah. So we kind of cobbled our brains together and thought, how can we afford this now? How can we sell X, Y, Z? How can it be a business expense? <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely yes. not a business in expense. School, I'm sure there's someone yeah. playing the piano yeah. as, as, you come come in, as you come in. You will. You're connected to music. If you come to gin school, you will see our old grand piano, Fine, okay. which yeah. is not that old because it was actually rebuilt about 15 years ago. It'll okay. be in the corner. But so we we made that we we made that decision yeah, we wanted a steinway yeah and so i just went into steinway i'm a council estate boy what do i do i just go in and say i want to do a deal yes, we're both exactly. professional musicians yeah. it'll all be over the internet yeah what's the deal you're gonna do wow. and so inevitably you know there is some deal that can be done of course yeah and uh we had the most amazing 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 selection day it's incredible you pay your deposit and then you'll put on a rotor for selection day. Okay. Generally speaking, they have wow. two pianos for you to choose from. Um, mm. They make about 3,000 a year in mm. Hamburg in Germany. Um, and you go, you book in. If, if it's not for you, you can then step back and Lord you can draw. have your deposit yeah, back. Okay, fine. Um, we, a friend of mine is the Steinway ambassador. He's a competent pianist. He joined us for the day. And when we arrived, they were like, oh, actually, we've got four for you to try. We've pulled out all the guns. Wow. And it was just the most mind-blowing day. We we spent four hours playing. Charles didn't play, just let us play. Yeah. We had a we, we promised not to talk. So we had a piece of paper on each piano, and we just okay. wrote words on that piece of paper saying, because it's like choosing a puppy. Yeah. And you're like, which one's looking at me? Which one wants yeah, to be taken home? Feedback from it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, okay. and then eventually, after lunch, we were like, it's B. B is the one. The both of you said that? Yeah. And oh, then amazing. Charles sat down and played it and was like, B's the one. Then the head technician came up from Jim Ulrich and said, uh, which one have you chosen, gentlemen? He's very precise, German. Yes. And I'm like, it's B. And he's like, I'm so happy. B you is do the one. know how to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bizarrely, yeah. the, the, the wall is covered with famous pianists, okay? The wall is covered with famous pianists' right, photos. Okay. And the one above our piano, like, was Charles, who'd come with us wow, to choose. No and we're like, this is insane. That's so there's amazing. a picture of us sat there, the two of us, Sat at the piano with Charles and, and Charles on the wall, it. and, and you're like, really "This cool. is really weird." So, and as we all what these all these synchronicity things happened, as we left the the, the building, we were holding hands. We never hold hands because we're an old gay couple. We were holding hands, and my teacher, <laughs> my teacher at the t uh, from when I was like 18, 19, from the Royal Academy, who I used to have consultation lessons with, walked past me, two feet in front what? of me, That's and I was like, he didn't recognize me. I didn't recognize him. And I thought, this is just incredible. You know, I chose my life with Peter. Yeah. I chose not to go down the London route. I moved to Hereford. It's all come together. So the perfect evening is we now play the piano together, which it we've never really done in our life. Great. We sit there, we play a duet, we'll have yeah. a drink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the duets are insane. So we just play through a Beethoven symphony together. Wow. It's insane. That's, that's my life. That's... Who turns the music if you're both playing? Uh, I'm... <clears throat> you're on the right I hand side. I play on the left hand side. Right. Okay. So I play the... This is inside The bass now. bit. Yes. Peter plays the treble bit. So he, he has turn. to turn. He has to turn. He has to turn. Yeah. That's it. Oh, bless yeah. him. He's like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Really insane. What it's funny how life, you know, how life treats you. I couldn't afford a piano when I was a kid. First piano I bought was 30 pounds. I was 16. I bought two pianos and rebuilt them over the summer, combined one piano out of two. Wow. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? So I bought a little piano before Christmas, which we're giving to a school in Hereford oh, who can't goodness. afford a piano. That's really Fantastic. great. Funny, isn't it? Paying it back. You never know. 
But I guess that's ethos of business, though, as well, isn't it? You're not you're not in it. For, it's not quick fix. You're here to build relationships. Not, you've yeah, done that. You've, yeah, you've got yeah. building a team. That's really important. I think it's really important to pay it forward. It's just yeah. all about community and how you fit into that. That's really yeah. really important. Yeah, really really important. You paid it forward with those couple of shots. I mean, that was. That. No, I mean, well, that's I think they'll have to leave great. the bottle with you now. So that. Oh, it's oh, open. It's open. <laughs> it's open. It'll ruin our lives. How long does it last? Yeah, nothing else Sean, you can do with it you. now, is there? It's been great. Thanks talk. for coming in. Honestly, we could be out. I'm not joking. Well, I think we've actually we we may have killed the battery on one of the cameras. We've been talking for that long. Jack always has to get in on the podcast. He can't resist. There's always a little Jackism the end. It's like, oh, I just thought I'd let you know. He crept up the stairs, and if anyone was watching there, yeah, what was that? I don't know what was going up the stairs. Was bloody lead? You went upstairs. You went next door. Sean talked that much. Has he talked that much? He was actually destroying all the kit. No, a real treat. We will watch with interest, but we'd also, you know, it's a fabulous product. Yeah. Definitely yeah, join us do. in as and when you, you get do. going. And keep us in touch because I think we, we will happily... The whole point about this is to kind of go... Shropshire's got... Shropshire and uh, South of Shropshire too. Yeah. Um, has got some fantastic talent. And I think sometimes uh, either we take it for granted or it gets overlooked. And people go, oh, yes, I'm in Shropshire. And everyone goes, sorry, where, where's that? I agree. So this agree. is absolutely about going... There are some phenomenal people here with some incredible businesses, great products, just really nice, talented creatives. We're here to go, right, let's give them as much yeah, of a leg up as possible. So, you know, um, we'll have you back. Absolutely have you back. Cool. We'll be fantastic. Yeah. Live from the distillery. And I'm also getting, Laura's definitely getting live. a personalised gin. A you should do that. Personalised gin. Should do that. Should we do a gin tasting? Yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do that. We will. We will. We will. You can have a Nathan up. Rice. Oh my god! Gin. Like a oh. schizophrenic rice plus gin. Crazy botanicals yeah, in your face. I know. I've got an eight-year-old. He's exactly like me from. as well, which is terrifying. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. She's terrifying. Bless her. We'll have to relay you back from the creative process on the gin. No way! I'll do that psychological. There'll test be everything, and then I'll go and get the gin done. <laughs> I actually did that the other day. What my did face? you? Yeah, yeah. What did you come out as? What did you come out yeah, as? INTJ. Oh yeah, you're an INTJ. Yeah, so okay. So you're very similar. You're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. It said the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. that is it's spot on accurate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really, really yeah. interesting. What well, about punctuality? Is that ever meant? Is that does uh, that come out? <laughs> does that come out? So hard. Hard. It's we do it. We do it with all our team. We do it with all our team. It's really yeah. Because I think it, it, oh, it just it. it helps. It helps everybody understand how you're hardwired. Right. Okay. So if you can be honest about how you're hardwired, it yeah. really helps me understand what my strong points what my weak okay. points and then really yeah, yeah. focus on how what support I need to make me work yeah okay you know it's just a great does it give other people sort of the tools as well to, be, to almost legitimize going no you're not good at this yeah that's my that's my hope is it's just I, I discovered it from the Church of England because they do it with clergy basically okay. and then one of the clergy said to me oh you should do it um, you can do it online for free but we use the official tool it's called okay. the uh, instrument okay you pay 60 quid yeah. and then yeah. at the end it'll say this is your type, and these are your potential blind spots. Okay. Now, those won't necessarily be your blind spots, but it helps you understand yeah, yeah, how yeah. you process things. Okay. And it's, it's maybe so we should get me. someone in to do it as a live pod, and we'll take our tests. Maybe as we, we go should, through yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The worrying thing is that I possibly know 
I think we all know. <laughs> but I think, I think, so we call it, uh, Ben, Ben, my co com, co uh, commercial lead, his, his, <coughs> he calls it burning platform. So when you sit in a meeting, at the end you have your burning platform, which is, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. Can I share this? Yeah. And actually then, usually there'll be somebody else on the team who can say, well, just do this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, we had that this morning, didn't we? I came in and Ben's like, oh, I can't deal with this. I'm like, no, it's easy. Just do this. Fine. Yeah. You know. You idiot, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> so bloody basic. No, okay. Yeah. Bless you. Thank cool. you, Sean. Thank Thanks you. so much. Well done, everybody.